welcome to this week's episode of Courageous Wellness. I'm Allie. And I'm Erica. And this week, we are so excited to have Brenna Dwyer here with us today. Brenna is an instructor in Los Angeles and New York at The Class by Taryn Toomey that is revolutionizing spiritual fitness. The Class by Taryn Toomey is a practice of self-study through physical conditioning. Through simple repetitive calisthenics and plyometrics, participants challenge the body to engage the mind. With guided instruction and carefully curated music, the class invites students to witness their resistance to discomfort. The result is an expansive, heart-opening, body-strengthening class. This class will challenge and enlighten you, all while building an incredibly strong, lean, and resilient body. You will find that you are much stronger than you thought. Allie and I have taken the class here in Los Angeles, and we can definitely tell you that you will scream, cry, and sweat, and if you allow yourself, feel a total release by the end. So welcome, Brenna. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yay. Um, So just to, like, get things started, like, tell us about your journey. You know, how did you get to LA? How did you find the class? How did everything begin for you? Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) The the journey has kind of like taken on a life of its own and it just kind of continues. Um, Where do I start? I mean, dance is kind of where it all began. My obsession with movement and like it's been my therapy. It's been so many things. Um, So yeah, that started in North Carolina at the age of eight. Um, that kind of went through high school, then college in North Carolina. I went to UNC Chapel Hill. Okay. Um, decided to take a break from dancing then. Wanted to kind of do the medical thing, med school, put my serious hat on. Still obsession with the body and kind of anatomy. Yeah. And um, I think the, the rigor and the, the, the intellectual stamina broke me a little bit. I was mm. like, oh, I, 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 I need to keep moving my body. So um, that brought me to New York looking for more dancing opportunities and like okay now I'm an adult post-college and at that time um you know majoring in dance was just starting to become a thing Mm -hmm. not like I'm that old or anything but (laughs) this is like you know like yeah 2010 ish 2009 2010 right so um, anyways, I found the Ailey School, Alvin Ailey American Dance yeah. Theater, mm-hmm. shout out to, to well. the Ailey peoples, mm-hmm. um, and they had a program that offered, you know, intensive pre-professional training for dancers that were my age, mm. so it, it became my, my next home, wow. and I was itching to get back to New York, I was like, I gotta get back to my northern people, <laughs> and it was a, it was beautiful to grow up in the south, but, you know, I was just, I was itching for more. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I was at Alien Scholarship for like a year and a half, really got my feet wet into the dance world again. That's a whole nother story. Maybe we'll circle back to that. The journeys. They're like, they're like journeys within journeys. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where I got my professional rooting and ground uh, dance-wise within the dance world. And then I kind of branched out doing little gigs and things in New York um, you know, searching for that big break, yeah. first the first big job, and um, and in the concert dance world, it's tough. There aren't there aren't a lot of jobs, which mm. is the reality. And there's so many people going for one job, yeah, yeah. like hundreds, maybe yeah. thousands, sometimes, <laughs> you know, a thousand. Um, let's be real with numbers. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, 
true. I mean, those those are the numbers you're sort of working with on any given job. And you're always also working yourself out of a job in the arts. Yeah. Second, unless you're in a company. But well, even but then, even you, then know, you never know. Injury can happen or, you know. I, or a show can close or a, a company show. can fold or whatever. Yeah. Boom, and that happens. Yeah. So my... So I was, uh, in the concert dance world, you know, you go on workshops and you go on summer intensives and like, that's the way you build a relationship mm. and a rapport with a company director, a choreographer or other dancers. And, and then from there, you know, it just, the path kind of starts making its way for you. So from New York, I was between moving to Vancouver to dance for a company there and moving to Chicago. Um, the Vancouver company was more ballet based and like mm. still had point work and the whole thing. And, you know, my little like bun head at heart was <laughs> like, oh, you know, I want to keep doing that. And then the opportunity in Chicago was more like European based, raw, contemporary mm. dance um, that involved a lot of improvisation. And it was scary. And I was drawn to the scary. I was yeah. like, oh, this is like really out of my comfort zone. But they're like doing something that feels really tangible. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think within my journey, it's funny, because if you ask me right now, like, would I jump out of a plane? I mean, my first answer would be yes, but then the real answer would be, like, I don't know, I'd probably pee my pants. <laughs> but within my, like, overall life journey, it's like I, when I actually end up choosing a route, it's usually the route that scares me. Yeah. Um, or just feels like a little, you know, there's a lot of unknown, or, like, I'm mm. drawn, you're, you're drawn to, it's, I've always been drawn to the growth, to the, the hard situation. The hard stuff. That's yeah. amazing. But, you know, you, <laughs> but you also, like, I've, I also romanticize it in a lot mm. of ways, mm. too. Like, oh, you know, this is my, my dream place where I want to be, and these people, and that, you know, and then you get there, and you're like, oh, no, this is actually mm. really hard work. Yeah. <laughs> so... Ended up going to Chicago to dance for a company. I was apprenticing for the company in the beginning. So the company folded in Chicago after that first season of really intense growth. And again, there's like a whole like journey in that. We can get into it kind of like, um, you know, in terms of like dance being therapy. My uh, I'll touch on this a little bit, but my father passed away when I was six. Okay. So in terms of like my personal story, I guess if you want to call it a story, um, or trauma or the emotional things that I've always been working and dealing with, that's like at mm. the root of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and so that period where I was with this company in Chicago it was like the process was so grueling. Mm. Like dancing forty hours a week. I was working in a restaurant three, four nights a week, you know, on top of that, trying to make ends meet. And like every Sunday, Sunday was my true day off. I mm. <laughs> very vividly I would be in my shower like heat all the way up steam like trying to relax and just sobbing Mm. and it was weekly it was a weekly thing Um, and part of it was just the intensity of what I was going through and then the other part of it which was really beautiful in a lot of ways is like I was like 25 26 at the time and uh, I, it was the first time I was actually grieving for my father. Wow. Like, it was, it was like the 20 grief, years later. 20 yeah. years later, the grief actually coming out. But coming out because I was in this, like, really gnarly, like, I was in the shit. I was in yeah. the thick of it. And, like, and, and in a way, it... So, to make sense of that, okay, company folded, met my boyfriend Casey, stayed in Chicago another year and a half... Fast forward, we both were ready to try trying something new. L.A. was was the next ticket. So we came to L.A. I continued dancing with a friend for a little while here, project-based, and that wore me out, and I was looking 
for something more sustainable, so I transitioned into fitness. Mm. Exhale was my first one. I'm trying to get to, like, yeah. no, the emotional no, part with my dad and, like, how that's kind of tying into what's going on now. Um, so Exhale Spas is, is the first yeah. company I started yeah. teaching for. I'm still teaching for them now. Um, they, they're they my, my group fitness teaching home. Mm. When I was in Chicago, I, I worked for Equinox for a little stint, too. So okay. I... Mm. Originally wanted to start teaching for them there, but then when LA happened, it was yeah. kind of like, oh, love you guys, but new chapter, so we'll see. I'll call you. Yeah. I'll call yeah. you down the road. Um, yeah, Exhale was the first teaching home. I, I got my feet wet teaching there. It's it's like you as a performer, you understand the like the nerves and the fear behind like getting in front of a room and and mm. like you know how to work with it, but. It's still it's still new and different each time, and it still mm. scares you in a different way, and you still like you know have to do the like yeah. the deep breath and like okay I'm doing this and like whatever state I'm in, um, yeah. So it was a learning curve. I teaching's been really fun, and then in wanting to expand my teaching basket, just wanting a little more, you know, like teaching is also like a humble profession it's not like I'm making hundreds of thousands of dollars and like you know in in the real world there are avenues in which you could make that happen right embellishing on what Mm. teaching is or your brand or yeah of course whatever whatever that (laughs) happens to become but um yeah otherwise money wise it's it's humble you you're hustling again and I you Mm. know and then I found myself kind of in the same like oh I thought this was going to provide relief for me and like Mm. I need more and I'm still trying to dance and like how do I make this work and got on the phone with one of my childhood friends who I grew up dancing with in North Carolina she runs a studio in um in Brooklyn New York um hi Carla (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I just, we were, we were shooting the shit, talking about fitness and what's going on in the world and what's available. And one of her teachers who was teaching yoga for her at her studio in Brooklyn had just started the teacher training program with the class. Mm. And that teacher was Courtney DeRye. Mm. She's um, now the manager of teacher training for the company. Mm. And um, so without Courtney ever really knowing, (laughs) she's the reason that I looked into the class. I mean, with my, my girlfriend, Carla combined, um, you know, Carla was like, I, this is right up your alley. And again, it's like those friends that like, yeah. just know when you don't even know. And like at the time when she said it, I was like, okay, the class, <laughs> what is this thing? You yeah. know? And she's like, go, go take it. See if you like it. And you know, if you like it, maybe that's your next teaching thing. Yeah. And so, uh, probably like everyone says, who's a student of the class mm-hmm. or now a teacher of the class or whatever, you took your first class and you were like, whoa, whoa. yeah. What just happened? Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even really have, um, I didn't have, like, an extreme, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't have, like, a sad or, like, uh, I didn't really, like, tap into my grieving yet in that first class. It was more just kind of, like, my eyes were open, like... Um, you know, it's funny transitioning into this and a little bit of the spiritual world and, and I've always practiced yoga and things, so I've always been tied to it in a way, but, um, being around people that like really practice their meditation and they're, you know, like, I'm not even going to speak about it correctly, but Mm. you know, that have spiritual practices that have, yeah, yeah, really disciplined spiritual practices where meditation is with eyes closed. And like, for me as a dancer, it's like always about the, 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 um, the human animal, like yeah. the, the the visceral, tangible, and so like our meditation 
while improvising and while dancing together, it's like eyes open, right. you know? So it's like I'm going from eyes open to eyes closed, which is a little more internal, but my eyes open is internal, but taking in the external. So, so it's yeah. like, woo! And it's yeah, and it's a it's a thing. Like, yeah. you know, I remember, like, my hardest moments were, like, when I was trying to learn a certain duet or, you know, a really challenging whatever, like an opportunity for me to really rise in the company. And like at the time it really kind of broke me down a lot in a lot in good ways um, in hindsight. But, you know, the correction was always like, open your eyes, mm. see where you are going, mm. you know, see the people around you take in the environment mm. while you're, you know, so, so much. Yeah. So my first class with the class by Taryn Toomey was that. I was I was like, Natalie Kuhn was teaching. It was on Thanksgiving Day, 2016, <laughs> Thanksgiving morning in L.A. And we were still at MNR Dance Factory at the time. It's a studio in Brentwood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which we've, we've parted ways with, you know, yeah. It's just, L.A., yeah. we're like hopping spaces until we have our studio. We're yeah. all just kind of like 2019, 2019. <laughs> um, it's happening. It's in the works. But, uh, yeah, I, she was co-teaching with Heather Lilston, who's also a teacher for the class, mm-hmm. um, and she runs Yoga for Bad People, this international retreat company. That's wow. funny. I've never, I, I've just never heard that uh, name before. That's really <laughs> hilarious. I love, and I love and it, it is Heather to a T, you know? <laughs> I mean, she's, like, a really wonderful person, and she's like, yeah, she's like, I have this spiritual thing in yoga, and, like, I believe in it, and I've been doing it all my life, mm-hmm. and, like, we're people. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, yeah. we're people. Um, I just love the name. Yeah. 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 It's a really beautiful thing. I haven't been on for retreats yet, but it's on the list for sure. Um, but yeah, so it's just like these two powerhouse women mm. and I was like taking it in. I was like, what are we doing? You know, we're like yelling and we're in, <laughs> and it's so physical and like, they're really challenging me. And I like this, you know, like they're challenging me mm, and, yeah. I, and I'm like, I'm taking them in, like already having my teaching feet wet and like watching them as teachers and, mm-hmm. and my eyes were just mm. open the whole class. And I was like, you know, I want to do what you're doing. How do yeah. you do that? Um... So this might be a good time sure. to explain to our listeners. What, what is the class for anyone who doesn't know? Mm. <laughs> because I'm just going to like side anecdote. <laughs> On 4th of July, that's when we took your class. Erica's taken it a few times, but yeah, that was, I she brought, brought a class. group of Amazing. girls. And she was trying to explain to us what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it's a little bit challenging it to wrap hard. your brain around what it is before you experience it. Yeah. So if there was a way... And, and truly, I feel like that probably holds true. Like, for anyone who's interested, just go try it. Yeah. But how would you explain it to someone who hasn't been exposed to it? That's a hard question. This is always <laughs> for all of us. And, you know, like, um, it's really... When I told my friends, I was like, you guys just have to come. And I was like, it's... I, I still... I don't even know how I described it to you guys. I was just like, you're going to release something... You're going to scream. You're going to feel. And you're going to sweat. You're, and it's going to be the hardest workout you ever take. But it's it's the most emotional, spiritual release. And I was like, and it's weird. I was like, it's, it's, if you're not, I was like, it might be a little weird, but just like come and be open to it. And, and most, I don't, my, my girlfriends and I, we all practice Buddhism together. So they're, they're already We're pretty open, open people. I don't know. How would you explain it? Yeah. yeah. As a yeah. professional. So like, the, 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 like the, the blurbs are, you know, we've started saying with, within the company, we've started using, um, the term spiritual boot camp. Okay. 
you know, take that as you will. Mm. Um, and, I mean, really, it's, it's a cathartic mind-body experience. Mm. So... That kind of hits the nail on the head. Yeah, yeah it's I a cathartic mind-body experience. Yeah. Um, you know, you're taking the physical body, you're using it to feel through your emotions, yeah. your life experience, where you are today, where you came from yesterday. Um, yeah, it, it really is just a mirror for what is going on. So, you know, I mean, there's so many ways you can break it down and, like, put a critical eye on it, but I, I think for all of us teaching, it's like the work itself has this own kind of aliveness to mm. it and it works, yeah. you know, it works yeah. like my life has shifted after being a part of it and, and we can't tell you how many people, you know, have similar experiences mm. and and um, each day it will do something different for you yeah. Yeah. the teacher's in a different place the room is in a different place there's a different constellation of people in that place mm. um, getting chills talking about yeah. it but it's um, yeah it's it's challenging it's tough but it it offers again I think like what I'm so attracted to is like mm. the, the animal the human animal like yeah. this like physical thing like I like to be able to like look into your eyes mm. and like see if there's like a little like softness or like fire mm, or like yeah. um and so it allows you to be in your physical body and f and for me what it felt that first class I took with Natalie and Heather I was like whoa I've been looking for something in the fitness industry mm. that um gives people the freedom to be in their bodies the same way I've felt free in my body dancing As a dancer. but yeah. without it being sometimes dance is, is is not approachable for most people, yeah. right? Like I've never done this. I don't know. I can't do it. There's yeah. so, so many things, so many stories around like why you can't move your body, right? Yeah. And so this is kind of masked. The class masks it. The learning of moving and being in, embodied um, in a burpee, in mm. a squat, in a you know, because that's rudimentary. It's basic. Right. It's simple. It's you know, I mean, not not easy, but. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about a certain technique in the way that you do in dance. Yeah. Um, when you're doing a burpee, you just try right. to do it. Like, right. you just try to, like, get through it. Yeah, and, and you know, like, like mm, getting, becoming more aware of, like, your physical body and what it's capable of, there is still a learning in that, mm, right? Yeah. Like, okay, and, like... When I leave class today and my back feels a little effed up, you know, like maybe it was because my hips weren't square in my burpee or like, right. right? Like, so there's that inner body intelligence that like you're always trying, yeah. trying to fine tune yes. so that you aren't pushing into a place of injury and you are taking yeah. care of yourself. And yeah. that's always a really interesting place to be as a teacher because, mm. you know, it's like, um... I just want to share what I know. Yeah. But you always have to bring it back to a place of simplicity mm. and how is this digestible for the room not for mm. myself right yeah. and then so you have to catch yourself in moments where you're speaking from a place of like oh I understand this thing because I've been doing it for 20 years or yeah you know um yeah so wow. uh, yeah go <laughs> I was gonna say you know when you were grieving in Chicago right mm -hmm. you were crying were mm -hmm. you aware that that's what you were doing did you have like an awareness at the time? Not at first. Not at first. Um, 
I will say, hmm, ooh, there's so many directions to go with this. I'm trying to, it's mm. kind of like, this is, this is sharing time and what do I share? <laughs> I, I will say, I'll drop it in. Um, on both sides of my family, mm. depression is a thing. Yeah. From my grandparents, literally on both sides. And I, mm. I won't get too deep into the detail of that, but um, it's very present. Yeah. It's something that like, you know, losing my father at the age of six and in the way that it happened, you know, he was very ill. So like we didn't, my mother decided not to bring us to the funeral and mm. like we could only see him in the hospital up to a certain point. Yeah. And like my last image of him was like him, like, uh, rotting is not the word I want to use, but, like, totally depleted, you yeah. know? Like, in a hospital setting, and as a six-year-old, like, how do you make yeah. sense of that? You yeah, don't. Yeah. I just have the image burned in my mind, yeah. and, you know, it, it's a memory of a memory of a memory, so do I even... Is yeah, it even but, real? But, like, but it's, it's there. Um, so, for me... Uh, uh, depression has been a theme throughout my life because it's something I deal with inter um familial like within my family and then also within myself like how much of what I'm feeling in this certain situation is like a depression thing or uh you know what is it Mm. a grieving thing so to answer your question um mm, I don't want to I don't want to speak improperly because mm, I, I, I you know depression is a very serious thing and and like I'm only this is really kind of the first time I'm speaking about it in maybe like a, yeah, a public course. sense like with my friends I'm like anything goes like yeah, what do you want to know about me like I'll tell you everything um yeah it's it's a delicate thing it's it very is. delicate it's complicated it's unique to each person um but one of the stories I find myself caught in when I, I feel like it's tending into that place, it's like this kind of, you know, the, the spiral, the bottoming out, and everything feels really hard. Yeah. So, like, how do I separate in that time that I was dancing, like, because my reality was that everything was actually pretty yeah, hard. Yeah, And then how much of it was my story around, like, everything being so hard. Like, yeah. part of my story coming from the loss of my father is, like, life is hard and, you know, like, like why did this happen to me? Why mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when things get hard, like, oh, it's me again. Why me? You know? Yeah. So then there's that story and then there's, like... Or is it depression? Yeah. Right. And I've never... Um, I haven't seen a therapist consistently. I, I've always kind of s- mm. sought out my own healing. Yeah. And I really believe in therapy. Mm-hmm. I, I did... Like, I had a really hard period in college, and I had a therapist, and... Um, and I, and I really need one now. So it's more, it's more of like a money thing. And like, you know, again, the story, like I'm so busy and I know I have to like find the right person and you know, hard it is. It brings its own set of challenges. It's not impossible. Right. Mm. Um, I think everyone should have one period, whether you're, you think you're going through something or you're not. I I think it's like at this point in my life, within my relationship and friendships, it's like that they're there for me. And I can talk to them about things, but also, like, it needs to be a third party, like... Absolutely. I need someone who's... Emotionally invested. Yeah. Yeah, I I started going to therapy a year ago in April, and it has changed my life. And same, Mm. I have a lot in my toolkit. You know, I was raised practicing Buddhism, you know. um, Which is amazing. Yeah, my parents have been doing it for almost 40 years, so I grew up that way. And it was amazing. I chant, and, you know, I have great friends, and I have a great husband, you know, but... 
um, there was stuff I went through in my childhood. My parents went through a lot of highs and a lot of lows. And, you know, um, I never really went deep into that time for myself, you know, cause I was, I was fine. You know, I was fine. I was happy. I was fine, but actually I had a lot to grieve over. Like mm-hmm. a lot of loss, mm-hmm. a lot of, um, just a lot of stuff, you know, happened in my childhood that I just didn't deal with. And then through therapy and actually through the class, a lot mm-hmm. of it, I mean, I feel like going to the class after a year of therapy was even like amazing. Cause it's all this stuff that was in my head. I was able to really like scream out with mm-hmm. my voice, um, which was like therapy in itself. It was mm-hmm. amazing. Um, but yeah, therapy I feel like has really changed my life and just like little tidbits of learning, like things I felt so guilty about, or I had so much pain over in my childhood, you know, just hearing words like you had no power, you were a child, you know, and just from a third party who doesn't know, you know, just it's, it's really nice. I agree. I think everyone should be in therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did, it took, she was, and I love my therapist, but she was the fourth person I saw, you know, cause it's, it's not, and I think that's why right. people you have, have a version right. to therapy because they might go see one person and not vibe or you know we have to find our perfect fit and Mm -hmm. it took four people for me to find this perfect fit who now she's dealing with some medical issues and so Mm -hmm. she I haven't seen her in a few weeks and I miss Mm -hmm. her like I you know but it's I've noticed the difference it's so nice just to take it's self-care to have an hour once a week or every other week that you go to just explore your mind and your body and your thoughts it's like it was, yeah, I, I feel completely different from a year ago. That's interesting bringing it back to the class because I, you know, I just took it that time one time and I did not know what to expect. But, um, and I didn't even feel that I, I wasn't conscious of the fact that I was sort of having this therapeutic experience until after... I think we, I think it was even in Shavasana where, you know, you're laying down at the end and all of a sudden it's like the emotion comes out. It was something that was so interesting, a wave of emotion had to do with some grief that I was dealing with at that time. And I didn't go in conscious that it was something that I was grieving in that moment, that day that, but it was there and it came up and that was so not intentional like Mm -hmm. it it wasn't intentional that I brought it up or I brought it with me thinking about it but I was so surprised Mm. because I was like wow this is something that's still really real for me and that I'm still really processing Mm. and so it allowed me like to bring that awareness to it allowed me to leave saying okay there's there's some stuff that you need to be thinking about to be working Mm. on to be because it's still present in you even if we have sort of like the mechanisms to push it down Mm. or to you know just to get through your day to cope whatever it's the default yeah right right so it's like it's part of the practice is like continuing to open your eyes Mm. i mean and I'm so infantile to the whole thing, Mm. you know, like in my understanding of it and Mm. my processing of it. And like, I still have so many, you know, like we're all human. That's that's the point is like, uh, one of my biggest hopes is as a teacher, I I don't, I don't ever want to be on a pedestal. Mm. I don't ever want to be this thing that's separate. It's like, no, I'm, I'm going through this with you. Like we're, we're in it together. I just like have some, 
I have a way to speak about it and, like, guide a little bit. But, like, you know, mm. we're doing this together. You're on your path. I'm on my path. We're doing it together, period. And you do, you actually yeah. do the class with, like, that yeah. was so amazing. I was like, wow, she is not stopping. Well, yeah. yeah, and I will say, you know, I've taken your class and I've taken, I think, one other person's class. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are incredible. Like, I just want to say Thank the you. way you are able to guide us through these emotions and these feelings through this physical intense workout is unbelievable. Like you make me feel Thank you. all the feelings. Were you always that kind of person or is it something you've learned through getting into the class or cause I'm like, how do you become this like spiritual being who can bring out emotion from other people that are mm-hmm. so raw and honest? Like my, mm-hmm. my, our two other girlfriends were bawling, sobbing, sobbing mm-hmm. on the floor next to us after your class, like mm-hmm. sobbing, you know? So yeah. Oh, there are a lot of things I want to say about that. I um, So, like, a really interesting place we're in within the company is expanding as teachers, expanding the teaching base. Mm. Um, so two things. I'll talk about that for a second, and then we have to come back to me and spirituality. Yeah. Um, so within the class, one thing they don't, ever want to take away from us is like who we are Mm. and so like different people the the beauty of the expansion of this thing is that we can just continue reaching more people because Mm. I think just like a therapist or just like your friends Mm. or you know you gravitate towards the people that you need Mm -hmm. yeah so different teachers will speak to you in different ways at different times Mm. again I'm getting chills talking about it but um so, you know, in a way, there's something that's happening between us that's mirroring each mm-hmm. other in mm-hmm. our life experience. And that subconscious connection is giving you permission to feel the thing you need to feel. Wow. Whoa. So yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Um, and, and it works in all ways it's not Mm. just like the class it's like you know and then transitioning that into spirituality is like you know everyone has the ability to do that for themselves Mm. we are every day whether we realize it or not it's the things you gravitate towards it's the things you shy away from that maybe you do need to gravitate towards or like you know we're like Mm. we're always um yeah that awakeness there's no Again, this is in my infantile state. It will evolve. I'll, mm. I'll look back at this or listen to this podcast in 10 years and be like, oh, 31-year-old Brenna. You know, <laughs> like, um, and um, yeah, there's no, there's no achieving. There's no mm. achieving, right? It's like we're, we're in this like very human experience of like, what does success mean? And I need all the money and mm. the car and the place by the beach and the, you know, but mm. like, there's no achieving and even in spirituality like are you enlightened or not Mm. or like you know are you always in a positive state there gets to be this like um this thing and wellness and this thing that we do as people Mm -hmm. societally and as a collective that becomes obsessive right yeah um and there's no achieving and everyone can do it yeah you know so Uh, within my own spirituality and like whether or not this is meant for me or not all I can say is that I just tend towards it I tend towards it just like you tend towards musical theater and you tend towards Buddhism and you're tending toward this podcast or you know I tend towards it (laughs) and and like 
uh, you know, that, like, very, this thing that I anchor my story to of my father passing and, like, everything happening around before or after or whatever is, like, that was my traumatic thing that in a lot of ways made my life really messy emotionally mm. and, like, yeah. It's been a thing. You can ask my friends. They're like, oh, Brenda's fucking crazy. But I love that girl to death, you know? Like, And, and that's not a bad thing. No. It's just like, you know, so um, dance was a way for me to physically channel all that stuff going mm, on. Yeah. And I've always needed it to be in my physical practice. And so then, I don't know. Movement for me is spiritual. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I love yoga. I've practiced yoga for, yeah. you know, well over a decade, and, and I've been to ashrams, and, mm. you know, like, so I don't know. This is just what, this is the iteration of, yeah. of whatever my spirituality is today. Yeah, This amazing. is, like, where, where it's sitting, you yeah. know? And you get to make it part of your career. My career. Which is so interesting, right? Oh. Like, when you get to combine the things that you tend towards or that you even have passion for as a part of your profession but when those sometimes when those things combine I feel like I'm just speaking of like where I'm sort of in my own life right now but I feel like when you're sort of in your mission or figuring out what that is and sometimes we're not like always consciously aware of it but if you trust sort of where your life is leading you and your gut and things, you know, you will become in line where all those things can sort of work together. Mm-hmm. And maybe you create a, a career that also fuels what you love or yeah. what you, you know, not even what you love, but what you feel drawn to be doing, like the work that you f- feel drawn to be doing what in fills this up world, yeah, in a way, right? Yeah. Um, feels purposeful. Yes, or, exactly. Yeah. Um, because then then we, you know, exactly, you live a life then with purpose, which mm-hmm. is what a lot of people... So we're all looking for, right, purpose. This, why? Mm-hmm. Why, you know? Why and, are we here? Absolutely. And why do some people have different, you know, have different tendencies and, and sort of passions towards different things, right? Mm-hmm. We all have, like, different sort of missions. Absolutely. And it is, it's so interesting, because when I, when I first took the class, it actually took me three times to be able to really relief like Mm. I felt it but I was so because I'm not a dancer or a performer Mm. um and I'm very um a lot of what I I went through too in my childhood is like I do just be in control of everything you know or like I'm the person in my family everyone goes to to be like stable and together and the rock and so it's so not in my DNA to just like let go like it's really hard for me um unless I'm like alone or with people I really trust that's when I can like really release so the first time I felt so like whoa like like I felt it but I couldn't get there until right at the end I started like tearing up a bit but by the third time I was like who am I <laughs> like who is this girl or who what is coming out of me it was really um powerfully emotional and um but do you have any tips, too, for how to kind of tap into that vulnerable place or tap into that release place? Is it something that you just have to practice doing, opening your heart in that way? Are you talking about within the class or just in life in general? Maybe both. Maybe, maybe <laughs> both. Maybe both. Yeah. Um, oh, it's really individual, mm. you know? Um, I can speak to what it's like for me and... Um, Oh, interesting. 
<laughs> Interesting. Um, I don't know, man. I'm a crier. So, like, yeah. I know if I'm overwhelmed and... I, like, there were just so many days in New York and Chicago that you're, like, on the subway yes. and I'm just, like, crying on the subway and people were looking at me. I'm like, I know. I know. Life is hard. And, um, so... I know I need a release if I'm coming home from a long day and like and the tears are coming and they're not stopping it's like it's my body's like okay Brenna check in check in mm. and sometimes that release is just like I need to close the blinds I need to lie in my bed and like you know maybe guiltfully indulge in like a whole pint of ice cream that <laughs> night like I, I try not you know now that I'm having more awareness around like what the yeah. emotional like um, comfort or covering up yeah. is of the discomfort. Yeah. Um, and if it happens, it's fine, right? But, like, you know, some days, like, that's just what it needs to be. Yeah. I need to lie down. I need to sob. And, like, because there are so many things happening day to day that are your own, but that are also not. Mm. Within your interactions, what you're picking up from people, and and that, again, I'm, like, very infantile in what I think it is, what I know it to be, you know, um, yeah, so crying, cry, yeah. when you want to cry, just fucking do it, it yeah. feels really good, you know, I'm an advocate for crying, um, I'll cry with you, you I'll probably see you cry, and I'll start crying, and we'll all be crying, yeah. we'll have a cry fest, so call me if you need a good cry, and, um, yeah, I mean, it can be as simple as, like, picking up the phone and talking to that person you need to talk to, mm. whether it's the person that you're having conflict with or whether it's the person that holds your heart. Mm. Um, you know, for me, like this thing lately is like, um, you know, my professional dance career is kind of like, it's on the sidelines at the moment and mm. I don't want it to be gone, disappeared. Yeah. And it's not, it's like very, you know, I've come to terms with it in a different way. Um, but I still need to dance. Like, fitness is one thing, and, like, you know, the class comes very close to it, and there's, like, even exhale, like, there, there's so many, there's so much variability within it that I can get close, but something about, like, for me, it's like, oh, I'm coming back to that place where, mm. like, I thought my clubbing days were over, and I'm like, <laughs> no, I need to call my girlfriend, and this needs to be a part of my life, like, we're going to yeah. the club tonight, like, we're getting <laughs> dressed up, you know, and we're just gonna, like, I, when I was younger, I mean, I... Um, so, like, there's the act of, of dancing and being a technical professional dancer and the freedom that you find within that, but then, like, early just going out and dancing Dance. and, like, sweating yeah. and, you know, you're, like, you're just going in and, like, you know, just going for it. Yeah. Um, and I know that's not, that's easier said than done and it's mm. not everyone's thing. So, like, what is your thing, yeah. you know? I mean, also for me sometimes when I know I, I really need to slow down. Um, because being so physical keeps me in this kind of fiery place within my body, and mm. I don't necessarily know I need to slow down because I, I crave the physical intensity, um, but, like, that's why we're by the beach, and we're paying a premium to be right on yeah. the beach right now in our life without other, like, major financial responsibilities because I, I know I can walk out to that ocean, and I can sit down on the sand. Mm. I can, you know, like, sit underneath the sun, and, like, I can just sit in front of that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I'm like, okay, this is like, this is my reminder. This is the calm. This is the, yeah. this is the meditation for me. This is, um, you know, and, and yeah, I've, I've gone deep with that ocean, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like we're so fortunate, you know, 
tangent for a second. We're so fortunate yeah. living in California, I have to say. I mean, yeah. we were saying before we started recording, we're both from, originally from New Jersey. Jersey girls. Grew up in New Jersey, New York City. Yeah. Lived in Manhattan, lived in Brooklyn, lived in, I went to school sort of in the Hudson Valley, north of the city. But, yeah. like, I was such an East Coaster. And yeah. I, I wouldn't change growing up there. Absolutely, um, yeah. But some days I sort of like pinch myself because in you know LA has a lot of like stereotypes that exist for a reason that are probably you know the it's accurate for sure <laughs> there's some like you you run into some sort of overheard shop, LA right yeah. that stuff is real I'm it's sure, true I'm sure we've all it's been happening on a couple times yeah <laughs> um but like when you just look I mean we're so fortunate we get to like within a couple minutes to hours you get to be to the ocean you get to be in the mountains you get to be in like the hills of wine country you get to be in the desert you get it's like where the accumulation of like all these different sort of terrains come together Mm -hmm. geographical Mm -hmm. and and topographical Mm -hmm. terrains and there's something I have to say because you're talking about the energy of living in Chicago and of New York City which Mm -hmm. those two are very different but like Mm -hmm. compared to even California Los Angeles area I find that your environment too has an effect on the way we're sort of able mm. to walk through the through the world. Absolutely. And I'm curious, not to go... Actually, this just sort of took me yeah. here, but because the class started in New York City, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you teach in New York and you teach in, in L.A. I teach in New York when I... So New York is still home for me. My, my mother and my sister live there. So okay. when I go home, I, I try to sneak in some classes. <laughs> Please, will you have me? Please give me something. <laughs> okay, do you find the yeah. difference? Do you find a difference between your students? Like, um, absolutely. the experiences mm-hmm. or the energy in the classroom? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean... Taryn, Natalie, JC, you know, uh, Nat and JC being founding teachers mm. along with Taryn from the beginning, um, they'll, they'll all speak to it. And, and the rest of the teaching team in New York, when they, you know, when they get a chance to experience both sides, I mean, you feel it uh, not even in the class. You feel it as, as a right. person, Walking right? On Living. Yeah. yeah, you feel the difference in energy. And um, yeah, it's. There's always a kind of, like, even with Exhale, there's totally different energy between mm. the two sides. Like, whether it being, you know, intentionally an emotional practice or not, you feel yeah. the difference in, like, what the students need or, like, the intensity of the city. You know, New York, everyone's, like, pretty high-strong. Well, yeah. Like, there's yeah. a... And not, it, doesn't, it doesn't have to be a bad thing or yeah, a judgment yeah. thing. It's like, you know, like, oh, and and... And I think that's also part of why the class, I mean, I think it's transferable, but it's part of why it caught fire so quickly because people really needed that release in an environment that is so demanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think, you know, I think they've spoken to in the past, um, the executive team about how kind of, you know, like things were shifting politically and like, so yeah. there was a lot, there was a lot going on. Yeah. And there's always a lot going on, really. You know, if you want to open up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I get into the, like, the whole, uh, like, totally overwhelmed by everything going on in the world. So I, I right. have to kind of choose the moments when I'm going to tap into that energy but um, or direct my focus. But, yeah. And, and to go back into L.A. and what's happening here, you know, like, uh, this the city itself, it, 
it's a slow transition. Yeah. Like, I was coming off of New York and Chicago and my ego, like, <laughs> I can handle this shit, you know, yeah. LA, what you got, you know, yeah. come on. And it broke me. I, it took me two years. It took me two years to <laughs> two fall years, in love with the city. Two years is the magic number, they say. If you can give yeah. Los Angeles two years, yeah. you'll be likely to stay. If you can't, you, you're out of here. Yeah, then it's just not for you and that's okay, yeah. too. That's okay, too. Yeah, it's like New York at a certain point, which is so crazy because I was like the ultimate New Yorker. But it, New York at a certain point was like to the death, you know. Yeah, New York to the death. Like, death. There's nowhere else to live. <laughs> How could anybody like? I would, you know, I would talk down about Los Angeles, Southern California, and of I had course. never even been here. Yeah, right. Course. Because of you're course. just like. But then you're like, oh, you go other places, and you're like, well, this is kind of nice. This isn't so bad. Like, <laughs> oh, look my, at me. I'm gonna be expanding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, is there any talk about? I mean. You know, as much as they're sort of very different energies, these cities, we're sort of, we, we live in these kinds of bubbles where we have access mm-hmm. to things like the class by Taryn Toomey. Mm-hmm. Is there any talk from your, from like the executive team or mm-hmm. about when, you, or I don't know, as far as like expansion goes or accessibility to this workout mm-hmm. or this type of this type of sort of like release mm. exercise practice is that a conversation that mm. I mean expansion is always on the table yeah. yeah I mean as far as the details of that I'm, I'm not really privy to it it's it's above my pay grade if I'm gonna use that <laughs> no I mean I'm joking we're actually full transparency so wow, there are great. things I know but it's um more of kind of like we're a small and mighty team yeah you know like uh, the amount that those women are doing and like even us as new teachers also holding the torch for expansion you know like with nat going by coastal and going back to new york natalie kuhn yeah she Mm. she's the teacher that brought the class to la um you know both aaron ward and i and heather when she's here with us and carly tracy who's coming on in a little bit is like now we're carrying the torch of like okay how do we expand la so like you know like we're each we're each doing our part and like what does that look like and and you know I mean the things like budget and you know those those things Mm -hmm. and um you know I I know it's very important it's very necessary to keep the integrity of work Mm -hmm. and so that's the dance that's happening yeah what does expansion look like while maintaining integrity you know and like and and that's just a continuous conversation yeah um, so, you know, with things like the retreatment, yeah. um, and now we're doing the global immersion and in October, Natalie and Kevin Courtney, who's a yogi that we work mm. in collaboration with, um, they're doing a one day version of the retreatment here in Malibu. Oh, wow. Okay. So if it's not sold out, <laughs> yeah, we'll get a spot. Um, you know, so for now, that's what accessibility looks like you mm. know and pop-ups in LA where we're yeah. popping up in Malibu or in yeah. in the OC or the South Bay or you know um that's how we're we're addressing it now yeah you know like obviously we want a studio in LA maybe two maybe two yeah <laughs> um, you know and uh yeah it's I we're moving at a rapid pace, but the actual expansion is cautious, and I really respect yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's something that, that feels right, and yeah. Oh, yeah. that's great. And do you, what, what advice would you give someone who's going to try it for the first time, or who wants to take that leap, but is 
maybe a little scared. Come, we'll take care of you. <laughs> you know, the biggest yeah. thing is like if it's like if you're hesitant because of physical practice and something physical in your body, talk to your teacher mm. in any physical practice, not just the class. Like go up to your teacher before yeah. class. Yeah. Tell them this is your first time. You know, it's our job to ask if there are any first timers and we do we do our best to do it every time but like yeah, things happen you know and, yeah. and and at least speaking for my own intention as a teacher I don't ever want anyone to be overlooked yeah so it's it's a dialogue that happens both ways mm. you know and like if it's your first time like tell me and yeah. and you can modify everything mm. everything can be modified yeah. like sometimes it's um have you read the book what which one is it um oh god it's over in my bookshelf something that I'm like halfway through we kind of like did a book club thing with it um the love warrior mm, who's the author it. it's interesting anyway she talks about like in this point in her life trying yoga and incorporating that in her life and she had this teacher that she fell in love with and she was going and it was mm. like you know she was starting to fall in love with it and then one day she went the teacher's class was sold out she had to take the next class and it was hot yoga and she didn't know and the class is starting and the teacher just like she talks about this experience about how the mm. teacher was like you know she had mentioned that she was going to just sit there on her mat and her teacher was like yes just sit there on your mat mm. you know like you can come in and just sit yeah. there on your mat yeah. I mean I, obviously, like, if there's budget things going on and, like, you can't afford $25 to sit on a mat, like, yeah, don't yeah. do it. Right. But, you know, but we've got you. Like, we have guest spots. Like, there, you know, yeah. so there, there's, like, reach out to your teachers. Now we have Instagram. Like, yeah. I, I'm a normal person. <laughs> message me. Right. You know? Well, I can't always respond right away, but message me. Like, ask me yeah. the questions. That's why, like, we... we we're here as a resource yeah. because this is a path for, for our own personal, like for what we believe in yeah. in our life and it's helped us. And, and maybe it will work for you. Maybe it won't, mm. you know, but you yeah. don't know unless you try. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's just figuring out what, like you said, your thing is and yeah. what speaks to your heart. And you, you also like tap into that, you know, some classes in general, like physical classes, if, if people want to find things are quite expensive and not accessible to everybody but there's also like if you google it there's also like free yoga in the park and yeah. there's always there's always like communities out there that offer things so if, if someone is just even there's trying, studios with donation based yeah. classes I mean I used to go to those all the time where it was in like, New York in New it's York because it's the only thing I could afford to do yeah and um so whether you pay like one dollar or twenty dollars like mm -hmm. You know, and I think it is though too, like where you choose to spend your money. Because I remember when I started working out mm -hmm. a lot, I had a lot of friends who'd be like, "You spend so much money on exercise and fitness," mm -hmm. but that's how I chose to spend it felt my necessary. money. Yeah, and I wasn't going out drinking with them, or, or you know, I just go and like you're I like, "This is how much this I have, is how, and this is where I'm going to budget it." Whereas, like, I had friends who'd be like, "Oh, I can't, I can't do that, I can't do that," but then they 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 love to shop and that's great or they love to eat really expensive dinners and I think it's that's all great but I think I think I think things I think prioritizing where you want to spend your money is also a really personal and individual choice too it's and the same yeah. choice I don't mean to cut you yeah. it's no, the please. same same decision as where do you want to direct your energy you Absolutely. know like this is your life this is like you know, when you're in the shit, okay, I'm in the shit. Where do I yeah. want to direct my energy? Do yeah. I, and, and money is a form of energy. It is. Yeah. It brings freedom, you know. So where do you want to spend your energy? Where do you want to direct your energy? Yeah. It's, it's like the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that's so great. So we have started a thing where we're asking, you just actually sort of brought it up before, (laughs) before we even asked you, um, but in in case there's, um, no, in case there's something else you have, do you have a book recommendation Mm. of recent, either a recommendation or, um, something you're currently reading or something you've been inspired by? We're going to start a little, like. Book club. Book club for <laughs> Can artists. I name like ten books? Yeah, <laughs> please. Name whatever speaks to your heart. Oh my gosh. Um, I within the class world, they've totally turned me on to Pima Chodron. She's a Buddhist teacher. Mm. Um, I, I think I'm getting that right. Oh god, I hope I'm getting that right. I don't. I don't know. I think she's Buddhist. Oh god. Um, yeah, I teach spiritual fitness. So, um, <laughs> I like that spiritual. Fitness. But she, yeah, she has a book called When Things Fall Apart. Mm. I'm starting to digest that now, so that's a starting. It's been on my list for a while, but now I'm starting. Um, but all of her, all of her things, mm, okay. everything Pima, do it. Um, the Little Prince. Mm. You have to know the Little Prince. Um, the Alchemist. I don't know. I get into like the magical world. It's yeah, the, like great. I like to see in color and like in be in these imaginary places and like it really is what this is if you choose to see it that way. And yeah. you know, you can't see it that way all the time, but like yeah. these books bring you back, you know? And like I'm going on another tangent here are all my tangents. You know, LA is paradise. I, that's yeah. the thing. It's like when you're when you choose to see it in that way, mm. underneath the layer of everything else, like mm. you're in paradise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Where else in the world do you get to experience all of this opportunity with the beach, with the mountains, with the desert? No. Snow, sun, sand. What? Yeah. You know? Los Angeles is really the kind of place, it is what you make of it. There are Mm. many... I mean, I think you can apply that to anywhere you are, Mm. truly. Mm. Mm. Um, But... I think specifically with this city, cause because it's not a walking city, because mm. it's not walk down the street and stumble across something, you have to sort of curate your own experience. And I don't think that's something sort of I learned as I went because my if if you let it just happen to you, you're gonna have like, it can be so many different types of experience in this mm. city. Mm. It can be, like, the city of broken dreams. It can be the city of opportunity. It can be the city of, like, a vast cultural artistic experience. Or it can be of strip malls and fast food. Like, it truly can be so many things to so many people. Mm-hmm. But to know that you have to put in... It's not really like New York where you walk down the street and, like, you discover stuff because you're mm-hmm. just on your feet. Mm-hmm. You have to sort of put in a little bit of legwork with, with this place. Mm. With a, like, totally. To choose how you want your experience to be. Like, yeah. And the type to investigate. Of you do. Like, that's the beautiful thing. I Like, we've we've talked about with a, with a, a girlfriend of mine um, about the difference, and I think we finally found, like, some tr- some honest clarity is, like, in New York, you, you get a sense of spontaneity, mm. you know, by, like, falling out of your door, your doorstep, like, yeah. there's stuff going on, you meet a random person, and when they invite you to a party, they, like, actually want you to come to the party, yeah. <laughs> like, they might not talk to you, but, like, they invited you, and you have a ticket to go, yeah, you yeah. know, um, and... Yeah, uh, LA in some ways can feel less spontaneous because you have to like actively you have to actively investigate mm-hmm. this city. Yeah. Um but that's just such a great resource Absolutely. for life, you know, like investigating yourself, investigating your emotion, investigating your blocks, investigating why you don't want to investigate, you know? Exactly. Like, right. Um 
Yeah, curiosity and, and then taking action. Yeah. 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 Well, thank, thank you, you for joining so us. It was so wonderful much. to have you today. Where can people find you on the internet or the class? Where can they take your class? On the interwebs. Um, well, we just did, like, in a really fun way, redid, redid our bios on the class. Oh. It's like a Q&A, a question and answer. Oh, um, nice. So you can find me on, on www.terrantumi.com. <laughs> um, just click the link for teachers in LA, and I'm on there, and you get to know a little bit about me, and my Instagram handle's on there. Um... Yeah, that's Instagram at underscore Brenna Dwyer underscore. I got underscores in my handle. I don't know if that's <laughs> that's kosher or not, but no, it's, it's it. in there. <laughs> you know, like message me all the time. I'm, I'm here. I'm a normal person. Uh, talk to me. <laughs> all right, everybody, take your class. <laughs> yes, take your class. All right. Well, thank you for joining me. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you so much.